0: Hi and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey there and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel and I'm the host of this show and I'm really really glad that you're here. So today I am going to be talking about five uh, food and body healing journey realities uh, that you should know about. So if you are new here or not new here, either way, I'm going to tell you, I personally recovered from an eating disorder that lasted 10 years of my life, maybe longer. Um, And it was quite the journey and I had a weight restoration journey. I had a body image healing journey. um, And so just so you know, I'm going to be talking about uh, recovering on this episode from food and body challenges. So if that's triggering for you at all, listen to this episode another time and it's all good. Um, so wanted to throw that in there. Okay. I wanted to do this episode, not because I want to bring like pessimistic ideas into your mind when it comes to healing from food and body challenges, because it is so worth it to heal from food and body challenges. That's this is not the point of this episode. I don't want to like stray you from making that decision. If you haven't made that decision, or if you feel like that decision is like wavering for you, that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is to give you um, hopefully a sense of peace. If you are currently going through a food and body healing journey and you're feeling these things because I know from just my own work that a lot of people including myself felt very alone and like a lot of their like quirky things that were happening to their body and their minds um or the weird things that were happening to them or the doubt that they had or the sadness or grief or whatever they felt or whatever I felt wasn't normal. It felt unusual because I think there's a, a lot of positivity online when it comes to like recovery and you can do it and in treatment centers and in you know lots of settings. There's like this positivity which is so great, um, but I think it's also important to be rooted in reality and like I said to feel. Like you're not alone in the discomfort. So that's why I wanted to make this episode. And so these are just five of my personal realities that I had to face that were unexpected when I went through my personal recovery journey. Um, And so let's get into it. And maybe you can relate to some of these. There's obviously more than more than this. This is just these are just some of mine. So, the first one I wanted to talk about is this honeymoon phase. <laughs> um, when I chose to heal from my food and body challenges, I was so excited. I was on fire. I felt like it was this big decision moment. I felt like I hit rock bottom and I just chose to, you know, take this road to recovery, take this road to healing. And I was so excited because there's this primal part of me that was like, bitch, we're hungry. (laughs) But even more so, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is just like so exciting. And I have so much life to live and I have so much food I get to eat and I have places I want to go and people I want to see. And, you know, there's so much life that food and body challenges take away, took away from me. There's so much life out there that I was missing out on. And I was excited to get back to that and to Discover myself and feel better physically, but I did, and I did, and I felt excited, and I, I it was, it was exciting. But about mm, a month in, two months in, it's kind of hard. It, it kind of got hard to maintain that level of excitement, um, and and there was sort of this like I like to call it a honeymoon phase where. You're in this, I was in this bubble of optimism and positivity and excitement and joy. And just like with everything in life, things become normalized, right? Like for me, things become normalized pretty quick in my life. I try to be grateful. That's why I do my gratitude. And that's why I try and remember everything I have because I don't want it to become so normalized so quickly, but it does happen to us, right? we, things just become normal. So breakfast became normal. Lunch became normal. Dinner became normal. Um, And on top of that, my body was changing. Personally, my body changed a lot in the first month. And that was like a whole other sort of like grieving my, my, you know, ill body, to be honest. So I had this you know, month in, two months in where the things that I was doing, like basic things, like eating my meals, it wasn't as exciting anymore, which I think is good, right? It's a good thing. We, we can't, it's not like Christmas morning every time we eat. That's not, a nor- that's, that shouldn't be how it is. And I think for a lot of people, including myself, it was for a long time because I was so hungry, so chronically hungry, but it, eating became kind of mundane and my body was changing and I was grieving and I was experiencing like this new sense of self that I was uncomfortable with. Like I was uncomfortable with all the things that, ca- I'm going to elaborate more on them, but all the things that came with the recovery that I didn't expect. So there is certainly a honeymoon phase. There was a honeymoon phase for me. I don't know, I don't want to speak for everyone, but for me, there was certainly a, a lot of um, a lot of like you know, a couple months in, I was just down days where I wasn't feeling very good. And that's not to say that every single day was bad. I was still so excited. And I, I had many, many days where I felt extremely excited and ready and grateful. And it never, like, it was never not worth it for me, especially in hindsight, looking back, to continue on. But I do think it's important to know that you know, for me, there was a a point where it just wasn't as exciting. Again, I think that's really healthy. I think it's really normal. But um, that's where like gratitude comes into play, because we have to really remind ourselves, what is my why? Why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to be on this healing journey? So keep reminding yourself of that. Keep being grateful. And um, there are so many things in life to look forward to. And just remember and remind yourself that the things that you probably really want in life aren't possible when you don't have a healthy relationship with food and body. So even though the honeymoon phase situation might be happening to you, where you're losing interest or you're losing excitement, um, the things that you really want in life are there for you. But you have to recover, you have to heal, you have to love yourself and find yourself and that can only come with the discomfort of being on a healing journey. Okay. The second reality that I got smacked in the face with was I just felt, I felt like I was walking on no foundation. I felt like, gosh, to be honest, this is going to sound really gnarly, but I felt like my religion was food and body. And I had this Extreme dogma. And so I lost my foundation of like all the decisions I was making in my life that were for myself were based on this toxic belief about myself and about the world and about food. And when that went away and when I was reshaping what that was like, I felt like I was 100%, maybe 95%, In the unknown, I was taking leaps into the unknown. I was, I mean, I truly can't describe it besides I just felt like I was jumping off of a cliff and I was walking on thin air and I felt like I was going to fall at any point. Um, And that didn't last forever. And the known, I became more and more, the knowns became clear as I went on. Something that really helped me when it comes to tackling the unknown and taking the path not stepped on before was visualization like visualizing my life and visualizing myself fully healed and it wasn't like like sometimes that would look like me visualizing my life like literally from the minute I wake up to the moment I go to bed or even into the night as I sleep because I know recovery affects your sleep too I would visualize every single minute of my life what is my what are my days gonna look like what am I gonna do And sometimes it would look like that. It would be very like grounded and of earth. And sometimes it would look like me visualizing this like light. I'm like an energetic goddess light that is, you know, beaming. So it wasn't always visualizing, you know, me and my day. Sometimes it was more abstract and it was was whatever it needed to be. But visualization was really important for me, especially at night when things would get hard because things got hard for me at night. I would really imagine my life and visualize my life in my days and it would really help me kind of fall asleep thinking about me being happy and enjoying my life and eating my breakfast and going through my throughout my day and just feeling really grounded. Okay, the third point. Oh, this one's hard. They're hard. Okay, the isolation that you feel in your food and body challenges, it might feel stronger when you're in recovery. Okay. Here's what I mean. For me, I felt very isolated in my eating disorder. I felt very isolated. I was isolated myself. And I remember being in recovery and being with some friends and I was physically a lot healthier, but I still felt really isolated. And I almost felt like, even more isolated sometimes because I felt like my sense of self was gone. I was like losing this part of me that I associated with my identity and my self-worth. And so when I didn't have that, I felt really alone. And I remember thinking, wow, everyone says that when you are in recovery or you're in a healing journey, you don't feel alone anymore. And you have this sense of community, which you do. I think you really, really do, especially now with the internet and support groups and accessibility, it's great. But to be honest, there were times where I felt very alone. And it wasn't all the time. I felt this paradox where I felt very, like, aligned with my social network and my support system like I never had before. And there are times where simultaneously I felt very alone. And so I think that's why it's so important and so crucial to find other people who you can talk to you about these things and you can have a conversation with somebody who like knows what you're going through and knows and has been there, whether it's somebody that you know personally or somebody that you meet, like I said, in a support group, a professional, whoever it might be, because the isolation didn't really go away from me. It just kind of transcended. Eventually it went away. I don't feel isolated anymore and you know, I'm not in recovery anymore and I'm not in a healing. Well, maybe I'm always in a healing journey, but not in a food and body image healing journey. So the isolation went away, but in that initial, you know, first bit of recovery, I felt pretty isolated. So it was really important for me to get community. Um, okay. The next reality, this is number four, uh, boredom. (laughs) I was not prepared to be so bored. You, I was so like confused because I felt like my days were so chock full of things to do and then I started my recovery and I was like, I have nothing to do (laughs) and I did have things to do. But I felt like I was just surprised because I didn't realize how much brain space my issues with food and body were taking like how much rent my problems were paying in my brain and I just had so much of my days and my energy and my time were spent on these food fixations and body fixations and I did not realize how much time it took so when I started to release those things I became very bored I became like what am I going to do? And and I felt, obviously, I was losing a sense of self, like I keep saying. So I needed to rediscover myself, hobbies, interests, seeing people, like, really had... It's almost like a breakup. You have to, like, fill your days with phone calls and people that you can see and talk to and, like I said, activities and self-care things. And on top of that, I also had to learn how to just chill and rest and not do a million things and not always have something to do. So it was this like, yes, I had to find distractions. I had to find new interests and hobbies and beliefs and everything like that. But I also had to be okay with resting and taking it easy, which still is something I'm working on. So I definitely, like boredom, it's just a thing. It's a part of, The process for me. And and I had to embrace this idea of boredom and kind of reframe it into like space to just exist and to just be and to let myself give myself permission to just to be and to not have a bazillion things on my mind. And it also, like I said, it was also just a harsh reality that our my food and body fixations just took up so much of my brain space and I could not believe it. So something to think about. Um, okay. The last reality, um, I felt experienced that I didn't expect was this grief and sadness of lost time. I remember thinking I'm not going to live in regret when I'm in my healing journey, because that's not going to propel me forward. It's not going to do anything for me. And it was hard to not be sad about the time I had wasted, all the potential I had wasted, all the things that I wanted to do that I didn't do because I was too busy not eating. (laughs) I was, that sounds so stupid, but it's true. I was too busy over-exercising. I was too busy trying to get through my day and without losing it you know so I felt a lot of grief with lost time and I didn't expect to feel so sad about it I didn't expect to feel so much shame and like guilt about it and I and I felt very lost and like almost unmotivated like I remember thinking I don't even have the motivation to do the things I want to do, even on hyper speed, because I don't even feel like I'd want them anymore. You know, I didn't feel super motivated. So I just felt really sad. I felt grief of this lost time. And I fought it for a long time. And I just said, you know, no, 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 I don't regret it. I am, you know, I had these problems for a reason, but I also just needed to feel and not live in regret and not repress, suppress my feelings and just grieve this loss of time that I had, um, that I didn't have, right? I don't have time. We have only a certain number of hours. It's kind of sad to say, but we only have a certain time. And I don't like living like that in this like mindset of, that's not how I live my life. Like, oh, you know, every single second of my life counts more than the previous second. Like I don't actually live like that, but I do... I think it's important to just, for me, it was important to just grieve that. So I spent a lot of time crying and a lot of time feeling sad that I wasted, I felt like I wasted my time. In hindsight, obviously, I don't feel like I wasted my time. Like I feel like I did my best and I had, and I was doing my best with the resources I had. And you have to make your story right. You have to make some peace with your story. That's what the whole journey is about, I think. Um, So I did that. And like I said, I had to grieve. So whatever that looks like, whatever that looked like for me, that looked like journaling, talking about it, um, you know, revisiting old hobbies, kind of making peace with stuff that I didn't want to do anymore. So just feeling a, a grief of losing time. So to recap, there's a honeymoon phase. You are taking leaps into the unknown and it's really important to visualize your life. You might feel isolated. You're gonna be bored, maybe, and you might feel this grief of lost time. Those were at least my right. Those are my uh, my realities that I thought of. There's plenty more. Um, all in all, though, I do want to remind ev- I do want to remind everyone though that um, the journey is absolutely worth it. And even though these are harsh realities and hard things that I want to. Bring to light and hopefully, like I said, make you feel less alone. It is a bazillion times worth it. That's not even a number, but that's how worth it it is to embark on this journey. It is so much of a passion of mine for a reason. So, I just want to remind everyone of that. That you can literally listen to. I think I did an episode a couple months ago called "50 Reasons to Recover." Maybe even 100. I think it's 50. <laughs> listen to that after you're done listening to this because it's full of positivity and full of reasons to pursue the journey of food and body healing. Um, but yeah, let me know what you thought of this episode. I hope that this helped you feel less alone. I hope this made you feel some comfort and just made you feel a little bit more equipped and prepared. You can do it. Definitely. You can do it. Um, we can handle uncomfortable stuff. We're strong people. We're made for this right now, right? If this, if you're looking for a sign, this is your sign. So anyways, I hope that you enjoyed. Thank you so, so, so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Take the geek. Bye for now.